Amen. Amen. Okay, turn to Ephesians 4. We've read through Ephesians 4 so much. I like this one. Go to Ephesians 4. Yep. Go, go, go. I knew he was going to say it. That's a good one. Everybody see okay? Yeah? You can't answer. Yeah, but you are cheating. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I can see fine. It's bright and I can see. I really thought about that. You said that. I was like, I can't see. Oh, Zoe. Zoe, I feel like I've known you for years. Hey, you want to know what's up? Yeah. I think the Lord wants to speak to you tonight, so I'm praying for it while I'm going to preach. Are you ready? Cool. Ephesians 4. Who is touched by the Lord tonight? Yes, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Golly. Every single week, Lord. Mm. It's just like really, like if you're at a barbecue... And and you have like really good chicken. It's like that kind of oh yeah. It's like dude, it's so good, right? That's that's when the Lord touches me. It tastes like chicken. <laughs> no. You remember I know. Well, I've been behaving myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ephesians 4, you guys ready? Yes. Lord, I pray that you would illuminate your word to us tonight so that it doesn't fall on deaf ears, so that you would touch every single heart and that we would never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Ephesians 4, verse 1. I want to continue our message about what we talked about last week of this exchange. Okay? I just feel like there's this theme of this exchange that the Lord does with us. Mm-hmm. Right? Tonight, we're going to talk about the old self and getting our new self. Come on. Okay? Was that you? What? Was that you? No, oh, that was... It was like that was in sync with your fist pump. I thought it was a... Paul's voice just came out of Chase's throat. Okay. That's what I heard. I thought Chase did that. Okay. Verse 1. I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you've been called. Okay. The prisoner of the Lord. Tell me what that means. Sounds negative. Sounds bad. Like a of the Lord. Oh yeah, good. What else? That still sounds kind of negative to me. We're tight with the Lord. Tight with the Lord. Like As a prisoner, we're we're not shackled, but we're tied together with Him. Okay, knit together. Yeah. Cool. What else? What else? Come on, a prisoner of the Lord. Walking full obedience. Yes. Let me set the scene. If you're in jail, who do you listen to? Yeah, you listen to him. So if I'm in jail for the Lord, I better listen to him. Yep. Okay. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's basic. So I, I understand, but that's the way it should be. Correct? Yeah. It's the way it should be. I should be okay. I'm only moving. I'm only doing what the Lord says. Right? How many of us are in that boat tonight? 
okay, cool, this will resonate with you, but what we're going to talk about, okay? And then it continues on and says, I urge you to walk in the manner worthy of the calling. I'm going to try to get through this whole chapter tonight, okay? Sounds good. Yeah. Challenge. We'll try. <laughs> I urge you to walk in the manner worthy of the calling of which you've been called. Who knows the calling of which they've been called? I do. Yeah, like yeah. your specific blueprints for your life. You know it. Yep. Not all of it. Like when you're 60, you know what you're going to do. Really? Good. Hey, I'll be dead. I hope not. I really hope not. That's morbid. I don't know what to think about that. So how are we supposed to walk in a manner worthy of our calling? Because that's what Scripture's saying tonight. If we don't know what our calling is, how are we supposed to walk in it? Correct. It's a little complicated here. Is that's why we get so confused on how to follow Jesus? Yeah? Hey, be honest with me. It's okay. It's that's why we get a little confused. Yeah. Correct? That's right. Okay. So what's the last thing that Jesus spoke before he ascended? He said, Go to all nations, preach. Teach them everything that I taught you. Great. Matthew, let me read it. 28 something. The word is better than my own. No, you summarized it perfectly. Yeah. It's a great commission. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that's the last thing. If you've never heard the Lord's voice before, and that's the last thing that He said over your life, then you better follow that. Right. Okay? How many of you know that nations doesn't mean you have to fly somewhere? You guys all know this, yes? Okay, if we just. We're all missionaries, correct? But not all of us are called to go overseas, correct? Okay. Yes, some of us are. (laughs) So, what I want to kind of urge you in, first off, is if that's the last thing that you've heard the Lord speak over your life, and you follow Him, do it. Yes. Right? It's simple. It's not anything more or less than that. But if he's let you in on some insights of what you're actually supposed to be doing, then you better stay zeroed in on that also. Right? We talked, I don't know if it was guys group Thursday night or whatever it was, or whether it was in bed with my wife and we were talking about it. I don't remember. But we talked about being singular focused. Like, almost like Cyclops. You guys know Cyclops? Guy with one eye? Yeah. We need to be like that guy. Not that ugly. I don't I don't I don't prophesy that over your life, okay? I I I I want us to be what's the word? Like tunnel vision. Tunnel vision, like mono mono focus, zeroed in on that one thing. So, hey, focus up here, okay? If we are a prisoner of the Lord, and we have to be obedient to the Lord. On the last thing that he called us to do. You see all the steps here? Yes. Okay? I'm making it sound like a lot of steps, but it's actually really simple. Okay? So, if we are singular focused on the Lord, everything falls into place, right? Mm-hmm. This is the way it goes. That's right. Right? You guys know this? Mm-hmm. Or have you just been told it before and you sh- just shook your head like this? <laughs> okay. So, let's do it. Let's do it. Right? This is the way we need to live our lives if we are prisoners of the Lord. Cool? Okay, let's keep on going. That was just verse 1. You good? I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, 
eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Isn't that beautiful? Golly, has the word ever made so much sense to you? <laughs> right? This is just like, oh, cool. Well, that's simple, right? Yeah. Be eager. What's the word eager mean? Excited. What was it? E- excited? Persistent? What else? Ecstatic? Did you say passionate? Yes? Eager to maintain unity in the spirit. Capital S spirit. You understand that? Yep. Holy Ghost Spirit. Yes? yes? Okay. So if we are eager in that manner, then what happens? We turn into the body of Christ, just like it was declared to be. Mm-hmm. Correct? If I'm eager in one spirit with Zoe and all of these other people in this room, then we are the body of Christ, which we'll read about in a second. Okay? This is, this is the way the bride is supposed to be. Do you know the bride is the church. Yes. This is the way the bride is supposed to be, unified with the groom, who is Jesus. Right? This is simple. This is simple. Maybe you've chalked it up to being a lot of steps and you have to spend a minimum of an hour with the Lord every single day and you have to pray without ceasing and all of these things and it seems overwhelming. But hey, that's the law that is trying to control you. But the Lord is relationship. Do you understand that? So if I'm one in spirit with the Lord, then I can't help but be one in spirit with other people who are one in spirit with the Lord. Do you understand that? This is simple, correct? Okay, let's keep on going. Oh, with all humility. Don't forget that part. What's it mean to be humble? Yes. Who said that? C.S. Lewis? I don't know, I just put myself. Man, you're so good. Humble. If we humbly serve the Lord, you know what humility looks like? Jesus going to the cross. That's humility. Do you understand that? Laying down his agenda, laying down his his physical, laying down everything so that the church could be reunited. Do you understand how beautiful that is? That's humility. Placing yourself and bearing. Right? Placing yourself and bearing. If somebody in this room is hurting, I'm hoping that all of us are hurting with them and lifting them up. That's the way it goes, yes? That's the body of Christ. You know, that's the way your body actually functions. Right? Hey, if you have an infection in your arm, it sends back up called white blood cells. That's the way our bodies are even knit together. Man, and I didn't even do good in science, and I know that, right? That's the way our bodies are knit together. If I have a wound, then white blood cells come and support, right? Isn't this beautiful? Same thing with the body of Christ. That's what we're called to be. If there's a wound in our body, we all intercede and pour into that person. Right? Do you understand this? Do you understand that you're not alone in stuff like this? Right? If you belong to a, a if you belong to Jesus, then you belong to a community, then you have support. You don't have to bear these burdens alone anymore. Right? It's it's kind of like the military's run. Right, Chase? 
Yep. It's kind of like the way the military's run. Yeah. If there's somebody hurting, you yeah. guard that person so that they can go get him, right? Yeah. That's the way it goes. This is community. This is love. This is the way it's set out to be in the kingdom of the Lord, right? Okay, cool. Let's keep going. I'm serious this time. Verse 4? Samuel? Verse 4? Cool, thank you. There is one body. Oh, cool. It says it. There's one body and one spirit. Catch that? Only one body. So if you don't agree with another church, you better figure it out. You understand that? They're following the Lord. You understand that? It's something that the Lord downloaded to me this week. Right? If it weren't for the church that I grew up in, I wouldn't be the spot that I'm at today. Because I have such a hunger for the Word now. Right? I wasn't taught the Spirit, but I had such a hunger for the Word. And that's where I'm at today. Isn't that beautiful? So I can't discount any church, correct? Because they're still doing good. Yeah, maybe I go about things differently, which is fine. Every church does that. That's why it's called a body. A finger doesn't do the same job as a toe. Correct? <laughs> a mouth doesn't do the same thing as an ear. Right? It's called the body of Christ. Ah, oh, frick. Okay, cool? Yes. There is one body and one spirit directing it all. Correct? Yep. Just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. A lot of words to say that God is everything, yes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you understand that? You can find the Lord in everything. Isn't that beautiful? Unless it's fleshly. You can't follow it there. So don't like, oh, Lex told me that I can do this and I can find the Lord. No, don't sin and try to find the Lord. (laughs) Seek the Lord and find the Lord, okay? Cool. Just always have to level set that. You heard it here first. Okay. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Good news. Great news. And you know that word men also means woman also. Okay? So, sorry. You're accountable too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, verse 9? Yep, yeah. Yep. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that we also that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth, which means hell. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Do you understand that Jesus, when he died, he went to hell? Yep, he did. Do you understand that? It's not talked about very often because he's supposed to be Jesus and ah, kind of stuff. No, he actually went to hell and then he took the keys. He said, I got him now. Sucka, I got him now. And that's why we can defeat the enemy completely. That's why when we pray over people, the enemy has to leave in Jesus' name every single time. That's why when there's a silly mistake falling down the stairs and your ankle gets hurt... It has to go in Jesus' name. Right? What if we took this position on everything in our lives? Right? Whether we have torment, whether we have fear, whether we have anxiety, whether we have this, that, the other, that thing over here, that thing, all of it. In Jesus' name, if it's not of the Lord, it's got to go. Yeah? Yeah. That's the stance that I take. 
I do. I'm not afraid to take that because I got I got this to back it up because I've read it. <laughs> cool. Blake, you with me? Yeah. Good man. Glad you're here, dude. So he went to hell, grabbed the keys, and said, Now all of my children, all my brothers and sisters, now have access to the kingdom of heaven. And that's you guys. Yeah, right? Yeah. Then the crowd goes wild, right? That's what it's like. Your inheritance of the kingdom of heaven has started since you said yes to Jesus. Do you understand that? Do you actually, though? So the things of heaven are now what you're accountable for here. Did you catch that? Did you actually? The things of heaven are what you're accountable for here. It says in Revelation that the angels sing over and over and over and over and over again, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come forever. Amen. That's what they do. So that better be us too. Do you understand that? And then the way Jesus lived his life here on earth, every single person he touched healed. Every single person he encountered either got rocked like the woman at the well, right? Words of knowledge were unleashed at that moment. He prophesied about people, right? This is your reality now. Do you understand that? Like, let that soak in. What's your name, bro? Jackson. Jackson? Let that soak in, dude. That's crazy, right? Like, everything that the Lord does, you have access to by your yes, by your obedience, by your willingness, which are all yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah? Your inheritance starts now. And he fills all things. And the key word is there that he might fill all things. That might is a big word because that means you have to say yes. Do you know that? I know. I know. You didn't know you were getting preached at tonight. and You thought you were just going to figure out how to be a better person. But I'm telling you about Jesus and your responsibility as somebody who follows Jesus. Correct? Okay. Here are the gifts. Some of them. Verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. One of my favorite verses. Oh, isn't it good? Yes. It just makes me excited. Doesn't that make you excited? That means there's five territories for your ministry. That's what this says. You're either, and let me define all these before you freak out, okay? (laughs) Hear me, okay? You're either an apostle. You're either a prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, or a teacher, okay? By no means do you own those. Do you understand that? If you start calling yourself Apostle Jaden Archer, uh, don't come here anymore because you're weird, okay? 
or ask for prayer so I can baptize you, okay? <laughs> right? That's the way it is, okay? I, uh, I can't call myself prophet Lex Martin. It doesn't work that way. It's as he gives the gifts, correct? Just like we read above, when he ascended on high, he led a host, and he gave gifts to men, correct? Yes, you are in charge of nurturing that gift, but you don't own it. Did you hear me say that? You are in charge of nurturing that gift, but you don't own it. Okay? He's the only one who owns it because he paid for it. Right? So if you try to own it, then you're actually stealing from Jesus. Do you understand that? Okay? Sidetrack for a second. If you actually think that you struggle with fear, anxiety, depression, and all these things, you're actually saying, no, Lord, you didn't pay for that. You catch that. No, Lord, you didn't pay for that. And you're actually stealing from Jesus at this point. Do you understand this? I know that's a tough pill to swallow. Don't get mad at me. It's, for, it's what the Lord says. Teach the truth. Right? Don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm just reading this. Okay? We can't steal from Jesus anymore. Right? And everybody said, yes. Good. Okay. Thank you. Golly. I had a pastor that used to call the church that I was at Wetwood. You know what wet wood means? You can't light it on fire. <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't be wet wood, okay? Hey, engage with the Lord tonight, okay? All right. <laughs> then it's going to get real. <laughs> okay, so did you, catch, did you catch what those five gifts were for? To equip the saints... For the ministry. Yes? yes? Mm-hmm. They're to equip the saints for the ministry. If you use them for your gain, ah! <laughs> don't! Okay? You can't be a prophet for your own gain so you can buy Gucci shoes. Okay? It's not the way it goes. It's not the way it goes. Hear me in this. Okay? If you think you're all high and mighty then I'm sorry you didn't read the entire passage that we're reading today, right? Because it says walk in humility in one spirit, correct? This is all looping back together, and it makes really good sense, correct? Yeah. Good, because it's the Word of God, and it better makes sense. (laughs) Okay? So, let me define one thing before you freak out. Apostle. Okay? There were apostles, and there's still that gifting active today. Do you understand what I mean by that? Okay? I'm not going to shuffle around calling myself an apostle. Right? Because that's not my title. It's the gift that the Lord is entrusting me maybe with. Do you understand that? If you put what you think you operate in with the Lord, you're actually stifling what you could operate in in the future. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> okay. I try to do it again. <laughs> All right. I didn't catch it either. I can't freaking type. Frank wants to say it because it was profound. Did we have a podcast? Yeah. It's recorded. Okay. Yes. I did. To equip the saints of the work of ministry for the building of Okay? That is our purpose. The edification of the body of Christ, yes? yes. Cool. Until we attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature 
manhood to the meaning sorry i got so many freaking lines in here to the meaning me, sorry to the measure of the stature of fullness in Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes okay i want to spend some time on this I could convince you of anything in this room. Jaden, shut up. I could convince you of anything in this room because maybe you don't read your Bible enough. Okay? I could be spouting off anything, but do you know the word well enough to say, no, you're wrong? Do you understand that? We have to know the word. We have to. Do you understand the urgency on this? Okay? Because I could get sucked up in some weird stuff. But if I know the word, I can protect myself. That's right. Correct? Yeah, yeah. If I know the word, then I just follow the Lord and I don't follow some really attractive guy. <laughs> just joking. Yeah. Right? That's the way it goes. Do you understand the urgency on this? Yes. Okay? This is what the Bible warns us of, is know what the Lord's character is. Yes. If you don't, you're at risk of being led astray. Some of the most trustworthy people in my life led me astray because I didn't know my word. Okay? I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you my testimony right now. Okay? But once I opened up this word and felt the urgency behind it, I understood the character of the living God. Come on. Okay? You have to. Yes. I'm t- Do you understand this? Yeah. You have to. Okay? It's not hard to read. It's not. You're, you're just chalking it up as hard to read. Like, oh, the Lord stalks weird. No, He doesn't. Because <laughs> He lives inside of you and He can tell you what's going on. Do you understand that? Yes. You're not just this person anymore. You're a person filled with Holy Ghost. Come on. Right? So you understand the word. Yes. Okay? Open it up. Open it up. Please. Please, God. Please. Okay? Everybody said? Amen. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to prompt you. Because <sighs> the risk is you can get tossed to and fro with whatever everybody else is doing. Yeah. Correct? But we have to stay true to the Lord. Okay? But, he says in verse 15, rather, speaking the truth in love, we grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Right? Do we follow him? Ah, duh. That's the way it goes. Cool? Um, Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Right? Isn't that cool? Think of it this way. Think of it this way. If you think of your body. Lord, give me words. Think of your body. Okay? If your knee tries to do the same job as your mouth. Looks weird. 
Or if your foot tries to do the same thing as your mouth, you're always going to put your foot in your mouth. <laughs> right? That's the way it goes. So, I'm sorry, you're not in charge of where your place in the kingdom is. Come on. Okay? The Lord is in charge because you're a prisoner of the Lord. Yes. Right? Do you understand this? This is big. This is a big thing. Okay? So, if I am a mouth and I try to be a foot, I'm actually stifling somebody else in the body of Christ. Did you hear that? I'm actually shutting somebody else and not letting them walk in their full anointing. Do you understand that? Be obedient to where the Lord has placed you. Okay? Isn't that cool? It's just beautiful. The Lord thought of everything. He did. I know. It's really cool. Okay? So, don't step on somebody else's toes. Alright? Everybody has their own position on the ministry that is supposed to be happening on earth. You understand that? Yes. You know, I, I'm, I'm sad that the last revival was so long ago. The Brownsville revival in Florida was the last revival in the States. I'll put it that way. Okay? In the States. I'm sad that that happened. It should be happening daily. <laughs> right? It says in Acts 2, we talked about it, boys, yes? It says in Acts 2 that the number was added to them day by day. That means revival was hitting their city day by day. Do you understand that? Do you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you get me. Cool. All right. Verse 17. How are we doing? We okay? Okay, cool. We're okay. Okay. Now, this is where it kind of starts about the exchange, okay? All right. <laughs> now, this I say and testify in the Lord that you must, you must, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do and the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, and practice every kind of impurity. And that is not the way you learned Christ. There's an exclamation point there. Come on. It's not the way you learned Him. <laughs> this is where He kind of Backhands, yeah. Assuming that you have heard about him <laughs> and were taught at, in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which, is, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through de- deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new self created with the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. This is dope. Heck yeah. Correct? Old for new. Old for new. Dead to life. Dead to life. Over and over and over again. Do you understand this? Okay. So if you're still dabbling in sin, and I do too. Hey, everybody hear me in that? Okay. If we're still dabbling in sin, 
I still need to put off areas of my old self so that he can give me new self. Why is this important? Not for our gain, but for eternal gain. Right? There's no coincidence that this is stated right after giftings and that we are supposed to be prisoners of the Lord. Right? It's not a coincidence. They knew what they were doing. Correct? So in order to unleash my new self, I have to be a prisoner of the Lord and walk in the gifting that He's entrusted me in. And He'll continue to sanctify me and renew me. Do you understand that? The only way to be a prisoner of the Lord and walk in the gifting is by one word. Intimacy. If I'm not intimate with the Father, I can't do any of the things that we're talking about tonight. We'll actually be like the Gentiles, led astray by our own flesh. Right? Which is a tragedy. You're called to higher things. You're called to more. Do you know that? You're called to way more. I get it. I understand that it's easy to fall into fleshly things. I totally do. Or else I would have given it up a long time ago. It's easy to fall into it. But in Romans it says we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right? I make decisions with my mind. The Lord wants me to make decisions with my heart. Do you understand that? The Lord wants this as another ministry says, this 18-inch journey to happen in my life, where I stop thinking with my mind of what I should do next, but I know in my heart what I should do now. Did you hear that? Isn't that cool? Isn't that beautiful? What I should do now comes from my heart, and that's how He leads me. Because if I just try to have a relationship with my mind with Blake, it's not going to be a good relationship. I could convince myself like, oh, dude, I really like Blake. And I could really commit my mind to that, right? But there would be no connection. Do you understand that? I could do the same thing with my wife. I could just really think really hard and just believe in my mind that I love her. But she probably wouldn't be in this room anymore. She'd be like, screw this guy, right? But it's a heart thing. It's a heart thing, right? That's why most of you guys, you get in a relationship and you get dumped really fast. <laughs> because you're thinking with your mind too much, especially you dudes, all right? Think with your mind too much. You just say, oh, that girl's cute, and that's all I think of. Right? Right, girls? That's what they do. It's bull crap, all right? So we need to position our hearts in relationship to the Lord, yes? That's the way it has to go, Right? Or else that relationship will fail. I can say, all right, Lord, I just really want to know you. And I need to know, I need to know. And this is all that I'm going to do. Or I could say, Lord, make this. Inscribe this in my heart. Inscribe yourself in my heart. That's when the game changes. If you know the character of God, you have a relationship with God. You just know about God. You just know about God. And if you want the supernatural unlocked in your life, start getting in a relationship with Him where He's a person instead of an object. Come on. He's a person that comes from the heart. He's not an object.
where it comes from your mind and you just think that he's God. Do you understand this? This is huge. Because all through, all, I grew up in a Christian home. All through my entire life, until I was 17, I knew about God. I didn't ever know God. Mm. Right? Until he introduced himself to me and he came into my heart and I was like, <gasps> everything changes. Now I can't be the same. Do you understand this? And we've probably heard God is not a religious God. He's a relational God. Maybe we've heard that, correct? Do you understand that? He is a relational God. He cares about you as a person. So you better care about Him as a person. Right? When you grow in relationship with someone here on earth, you're more willing to hang out with them more, to serve them, to bend over backwards for them, and not complain about it. Right? Yes, come on. Same thing has to go for our Lord. Right? He deserves it. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just putting it a little bit different way. Right? He deserves for you to view Him as a person. Because why? We're people and we were made in His image. Correct? So therefore, He's a relational guy. Right? He feels emotion just like we feel emotion. Correct? So respect Him in that. If you just know things about God, He's going to look at you and say, sorry, I never knew you. That's right. Ah, that's E. Ah, sorry. Like I'm just telling you. That hurts me too. I don't, want it. I don't want to ever hear that. And the way I view Judgment Day, I've told this before, is we're all in a huge stadium, and there's one by one, everybody going up. Man, and I don't want anybody to have to go through that moment and have to see my brother and sister on this earth, not my like actual family, but you understand what I mean, right? This brother and sister on earth, and the Lord to look at them, and they'll have to and that person make the Lord look at them that way and say, I never knew you, even though that, they're their, that, God, that, that person is God's child. Doesn't that hurt you? Yes. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you understand this? Yeah. Okay, so we have to put off our old self. Whatever your old self is, okay, we've got to put it off. Get it out of here. Because the Lord's called you to way bigger things. Right? We shouldn't be surprised anymore. We should just think it's natural that the Lord does miraculous things here on earth. Right? That's the way it should be. Because the enemy has no power anymore. Why? Because he descended into hell and said, No, I've got, I own this place too. This is my territory too. I'm not going to inhabit it. I, I, want the, I want it to be just empty, but I'm taking the keys so that nobody has to go there. Right? That's what Jesus did for you. Do you care? <laughs> Frank, do you? Come on. What time is it? Oh, dang it. Okay, what else do you want to say, Lord, real quick? When we walk in obedience of the Lord, we unleash a whole nother area of our lives that we didn't know we were capable of. Do you understand this? Did you hear me? 
when we are obedient to the Lord, we unleash and unlock this whole plan that the Lord set in place. Yes. Right? Yeah. When we don't walk in our new self, there's a little part of the cross that we're chipping out and saying, no, I possess this. Do you hear me? Yeah. He deserves, he paid for that entire cross. So when we don't walk in our new self, we take away a little piece of the cross or a little piece of his flesh and say, no, that's mine to hold. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Because what happens if we're not obedient, we become callous. Just like this word says. We become callous. If we become callous, we don't feel the prick of the Holy Spirit anymore. Not like the negative prick that people used to call me. I'm <laughs> just making sure everybody was engaged still. <laughs> not that. But like when a doctor pricks your finger for a little piece of blood, right? We lose that sensitivity, correct? Just like when I first started playing guitar, I could actually really feel the strings and it hurt. And I wanted to quit every single day. But then I was like, oh, now it's starting to not hurt anymore. And I got used to it. But I want to flip that on a negative outlook and say, if I get used to my old self, I don't feel the prick of the Lord anymore. And I get callous to him. And I get a hard heart towards him. And what do we talk about? When the heart is hard, then there's no room for relationship. Right? Correct? Yes. He replaces a heart of flesh for a heart of stone. It's this exchange that he's always talking about all through Scripture. That was in Isaiah. You know that? Heck yeah. Isn't that cool? He gives us a, a heart of flesh for our heart of stone. It's beautiful, yeah? Yes. Cool. Let me pray for you. Just put your hands out like this. Just an act of receiving. Okay? Nothing spiritual about it. Just an act of receiving.